Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Watch What Happened Then. It's me, Jen. How is everyone doing? We're kind of settling into the new year. I am trying to settle into the new year. Um, I am back to work. Again, great coworkers, and everyone was so kind when I came back. But it is not easy. <laughs> no one talks about this. I mean, people do, but again, I think it's like birth. Like no one really wants to tell you how it is because you'd be terrified. <laughs> but if you're pregnant, it's going to be wonderful for you, sweetheart. Don't worry. Um, or postpartum, terrifying. Again, it's going to be fine for you probably. Um, but it's kind of like a rite of passage, I suppose, like a really sick emotional roller coaster rite of passage. I was telling my um, aunt that like, if <laughs> this is going to sound sexist, I don't care. But if men had to go through the discomfort that women have to go to go through, like with all of this, but especially going back to work, everything would change. Like if men had to go through being pregnant, they would never work during their pregnancy. If they had to go back to work after giving birth, there would be a huge change because they wouldn't want to go through the discomfort and forget like giving birth. <laughs> it would be, it'd be a whole different system, right? I don't know. Maybe that's just my opinion, but, um, but it's been good. I've been trying to be grateful for, you know, the good times that, um, I can have during the day and trying to just like adjust my schedule where maybe like we live a lot in the morning where we get, wake up early and we go on walks and that's kind of our alone time and our, our time together. And then of course, like bedtime is our time together too. So, um, I saw this thing on online somewhere where it was like, um, for a new year's resolution or something every day or, you know, do your best. Okay. But every day, write down something you're grateful for or something that good, something that was good that happened that day or, something happy and write on a piece of paper, put it in a jar. And then at the end of the year, read all the happy things that happened to you. I really like that idea. I haven't started yet. And who knows, I'm not going to like crucify myself if I don't stick with it. But I think it's a good idea just to try to like, I saw um, this one woman who on Instagram had recently gone through breast cancer. And as a result, she was going to become infertile. So she and her, I think it was like her fiance at the time, um, like made one embryo and they were able to find this amazing sur surrogate and they had a positive pregnancy test. It was their one shot. And it's like, if you've ever tried to get pregnant, it's like 20% chance each time, which is crazy. Cause guess what? Ladies, that's not how they pitched it to us <laughs> in high school or college even like until you're trying to have a baby. Do you know how a baby is made? I did not. I was like, wait, what? Um, but anyway, she, she used the word um, mining for joy or joy mining. So while she was going through chemo and everything, she tried to find the joy around her. So I think that's just a positive thing to bring with us into the new year. And again, I don't have her name, but I'll, I'll put it in the Instagram. I'll link her there so you can find her because she's super positive and I'll, um, try to tag something on at the end with her name so that you can find her. So yeah, that's kind of the update there. Um, and you know, my husband's been great supporting me and being kind to me as I, it's kind of like when you come up from the hospital and you're like, you just have to be nice to me. Nothing makes sense right now, but you just have to be nice to me. And it's kind of similar going through this. It's like another change. So 
I'm grateful for that too. And my family, you know, just super grateful that they're around and my friends. So I have a good support system. I hope you do too. And if this podcast can cheer up your day, um, I hope that it can. And I hope that I'm able to do that for you. Okay, now enough of my cheesiness. Um, there was something I wanted to mention. Hold on one second. Let me pull up my thoughts real quick um, to my brain. I write these things down sporadically as I think of them. Um, okay, here. Okay, I don't mean to talk about other shows, but um, oh, I'm moving this office chair. Sorry if you can hear it. But I was on HBO Max the other day, or Max, whatever it's called now, because that's where like Sister Wives are, is or whatever. It's been a long day. <laughs> so if I have bad grammar tonight, especially tonight, or misspeak more than usual, my apologies in advance. So I was on Max and I saw that there was like another 90 day fiance holiday edition. I am like an avid 90 day fiance fan. Are you surprised? No, you shouldn't be. Like I've been since the beginning. I love this crap. It's so good. It's like, I say it's candy for the brain. Anyway, so I see like 90 day holiday edition and it's just like, Oh, it's Pillow Talk. It's not even like a show. It's just Pillow Talk, which is where former members of the cast watch current cast members and comment on it. I swear to God, that um, book, 1984, I when I read it in high school, it, they were describing like the people watching other people's lives on their walls. I didn't get it at the time. I get it now because it's all I do and I don't care. Sorry, George Orwell. <laughs> I've fallen into it. Anyway, I was just thinking, of course I watched it, and they just recap old scenes that I've already seen. And I was like, this is crazy. 90 Day Fiance, the franchise, like I keep up with it and I can't keep up with it. There's all these different segments of like 90 Day the Other Way, Before the 90 Day, 90 Day a Ridge, um, Single Life, Last Resort, all this stuff. It's hard to keep up with, but I saw that I watched it. There's really no story there except... I can't keep up, and I don't know if you can either. And then I saw a um, an ad for like a documentary, another documentary or something about Natalia Grace. Okay, do you guys know the Natalia Grace story? If you've ever seen the movie Orphan, um, it's like that. And I don't want to spo- spoiler alert, spoiler alert for everyone. So the story of Natalia Grace, basically this like family in America adopts this girl who I think they think is like four or something and they adopt her and this is weird I watched like the documentary and the the adoptive father is like super weird and they went to this like shady adoption agency like this weird office in Hollywood Florida it was like a storefront I don't even I think like they went back and it was like out of business or something it was super bizarre how they did the exchange, but so she, she lived with them for a long time and they alleged that she was actually like a 20 year old woman pretending to be a four year old. She was a little person. So I should have led with that. She has, um, dwarfism. So she has the stature of a young, like little girl, but they were alleging that she like had hair in places that women do that she got her period that she had like breasts like all this stuff and it's this whole saga about is this little girl like 20 years old or is she like four what is her biological age and I think they went to a village in Ukraine 
and like found the mother of this girl who didn't speak any English. And I think she ended up getting on Zoom and confirmed that this little girl was her age of like four or at this point she was like 14 without this whole legal battle. But in the meantime, these people, because this girl was apparently like threatening their sons, they set like bought an apartment for her, set her up, like would bring her food and she would like roam around and like walk into her neighbor's homes without like permission and just like be on their couch when they came home eating their food. So they set her up to live like as an adult, they got her like a new driver's license, a social security card, all this stuff. Super, super like crazy. They were basically like, I think they got a judge to sign an order, um, re-aging her. And then it came out that her real biological age was like of a minor. Really interesting legal issues there that I don't understand, to be honest with you, because I don't do that kind of law. And even if I did, I think it's super complex. But it's just an interesting story. And it's like, what is the truth? I think she was on like Dr. Phil or something, but she actually came out with her own um, interview. I think it may be out now. I haven't watched it. Okay, enough of all that. I'm sorry. Back to what you're here for. All right, so today I'm recapping Real Housewives of New Jersey, season one, episode three, Not One of Us. Do you guys remember that old movie? It's like black and white and it's like, a scary movie. I don't know what it's called, but in it they go, one of us, one of us. And they're like marching around. My brother and I always joke around one of us, but that's the name of this episode. Um, so I have ads still. I don't know. I don't know how to upgrade to premium Peacock. I've tried. I get it with like my internet service, but for some reason I'm still getting ads. But one of the ads was for HelloFresh and it was like someone by the name of Kiki Palmer. I have heard this name Kiki Palmer for so long. I thought it was like a football player. Like I didn't realize it was like a young lady. Am I supposed to know who Kiki Palmer is? Is she like a singer? I know I could Google this, but I'm not going to. Also Doja Cat. Like who's she? Who are these people? Should I know them? Do you know them? And then there was a commercial for a sitcom. And I'm like, okay, who's still watching sitcoms? Like on cable. I guess someone tuning in at six o'clock to watch like two and a half men. I know that's not on anymore, but okay. So this episode opens up with Teresa going to New York city with Gia and they're going to, uh, I can't say this name. Wilhelmina, Wilhelmina modeling agency. And Gia's like, why do they call it that? Teresa's like, I don't know why they call it that. It's like, you're going to like, you want them to sign your daughter and you haven't done any research. Like Google was a thing back then. I don't know why it's saying that. I'm sure it's for someone, like someone's name, but she should have done her research. Teresa says that Gia didn't get the role with The Rock, and it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, I watched her acting. It's not good. No offense. I'm not saying I'm a good actor, but I'm obviously not. But Teresa's, like, shocked. So they're meeting with uh, Marlene, who's with Wilhelmina in New York City, and they're interested in, because they're interested in Gia's pictures, and I'm like, it's so the whole like child and like child um, acting and talent industry is very bizarre to me. I don't know how we can have children like in shows and stuff without there being like child actors, but it's kind of a creepy industry, isn't it? How do you get into that? Like Macaulay Culkin, like how did he get into that? Was he plucked from obscurity in a mall by John Casablanca? 
who knows, but Teresa's driving, um, and her GPS is telling her what to do and she doesn't know where to go and she's getting lost and she's like yelling at the GPS. And I related to that on a very deep level because I'm the kind of person where it's like, I can't gauge what 700 feet is a mile. I'm like, wait, is it this light? Is it the next light? I'm always messing up. By the way, do you guys remember MapQuest and how we would like print out directions? I remember like going to a party. I wasn't like a rager, but it was like out in the like the country, but it was somewhere far away. And I was like reading MapQuest with my light on because it was dark. And I was like, wait, where is this? Also, do you remember like TomToms? I think that's what they were called, those GPS. Um, they were like ones that you just plug into your car. So when I was going away to college, which was like seven hours away, um, my parents got me a GPS, but like I used it just to get to, to college. And then after that, like I would figure out where things are, like the store, obviously campus, whatever. I'd only use it for like trips out of town. But like now, I'm better now, but like, do you ever just like put in an address that you should know? And you're like, no, let's just put it in Waze or Google Maps. Waze is a scam, I think, by the way. Um, so the agent, Marlene, she can tell, she says, uh, to Teresa, by the way, Teresa finally finds the agency, but the agent can tell from the photos that Gio was in pageants. It's a certain look. And then Teresa says that she paid $800 for these freaking photos. Like just go to JCPenney or just take some pictures on a Polaroid. And in front of Marlene, Teresa asks, I'm sorry, in front of Gia, Teresa asks Marlene, so does Gia have the look that your agency is looking for? And Marlene's so awkward. She's like, she's adorable. Poor Gia. It's like, what was she thinking in that moment? Hopefully she was too young to like understand what rejection is. So now we're with Dina and her brother, Jamie, and they're at a store called Props for Today. Um, Jamie's uh, is like tall. He looks like the Loritas. He's got like light eyes. He's like a good looking guy. And I'm, he's gay. Like I know he's gay cause he gets married like later on in a different season. He's so funny. He's wearing a cross, um, crossbody bag, like a messenger bag, which was also big in this time. I had a denim one that I like bejeweled myself. I thought I was like so cool. Meanwhile, I got to high school and these girls had like these little purses and I was like, am I supposed to get a little purse? I thought like we were dragging backpacks around, but then I got a little purse and I was like, how are these girls surviving? Where are their pens? Um, okay. Another story about purses, just real quick. I'm going to stop with these tangents, but when I was like, I don't know, seventh or eighth grade, I was playing softball and a teammate of mine, she was like kind of more mature than we were. And she said that she got a coach bag for Christmas or something or Hanukkah. And I was like, what do you mean? You got a coach bag? Like you got a bag with the coach's face on it. And she's like, no, a coach bag. And I was like, is it a bag that coaches get? Like, I could not understand that like coach was a brand and it was a brand, like a bag that that brand made. It blew my mind. Back to Dean and Jamie. That was just a memory I had. So Jamie is like a very fun adjacent character, kind of like that guy from Atlanta. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. But I loved when Real Housewives had like those fun, like morally corrupt Faye Resnick and those adjacent characters who just added like some spice. Um, so they're going through all these things at the store and the girl says like animal print is so big right now. And it was really big back then, but Jamie and Dean are like, we want what's big next. Like we don't want what's big now. 
and this furniture store is like it looks like like it looks like kind of like a thrift store and it reminds me of like how I am at a thrift store and Jamie's acting like how I am at a thrift store like he's so excited he's bouncing all over the place and I go thrifting my friend Madden we have like so much fun she finds the best stuff but thrift stores are kind of like tricky because some of the items are like seem haunted (laughs) um there's this really ugly like black like leather couch that kind of remember the first season of American Horror Story with that suit that was involved weird show but it looks like that if you know what I'm talking about um I'm curious like at this point did Jamie side with Caroline or Dina or is he staying out of it like where where do all the loyalties lie within the Loretta family like is Chris on Caroline's side or does he stick with Dina I feel like you have to pick a side in that situation now we're back at Dina's house and her like hairless cat is like everywhere. And Dina's talking about how she's reached her professional goals and she's talking about her expectation versus reality. So she's booked and busy and she thought that it would be like the pinnacle. Like she was going to be so happy when this occurred, when she was so successful in her business life. But she's also like mourning not being able to be there for Lexi, her daughter, when she comes from from school or, you know, she just feels like she's missing out. Again, the mom guilt that I think like all of us have um, and just trying to balance that like she gets value from being an interior designer for these big celebrities. But at the same time, she really finds value being at home with her daughter. Um, Dina goes on about the division of duty that she grew up with, with her, you know, 11 siblings boys you know they did outside stuff and the girls learned how to cook and clean and that's how it was at our house like the boys would do the lawn they would do the garbage and we would do like all like the inside work whether that's right or wrong I don't know but that's how we did it but the boys would get like paid to do the lawn the beginning (laughs) of injustice (laughs) I'm just kidding Lexi's going to Cyprus uh, for vacation and Dina's so upset, which I totally get. Could you imagine your little girl going all the way like to Greece and you're not going with her? And she's staying with family, but still. But Jamie's like, she's going to Cyprus, Dina. She's not going to prison. Have you guys ever been to Greece? Um, remember that movie, Sisterhood of Traveling Pants with um, the girl from Gilmore Girls, America Ferreira, Blake Lively, and that other girl. She was big, but I can't remember her name. And um, the girl from Gilmore's Gilmore girls, she went to Greece and she met that really hot guy there and like they fell in love and oh my gosh, I wanted to go to Greece so badly. I still do. <laughs> We're back to Jacqueline. She's yelling at Ashley, looking at her kitchen again. She's got like a huge portrait of this countryside. I think it's like a vineyard. Um, so the school called Jack, I'm calling her Jack cause I don't know how to spell Jacqueline called Jacqueline about um Ashley's tardiness and her shitty grades and she couldn't pass history or geometry so the weird thing is that Ashley's like well I knew it was going to happen for geometry but I didn't know for history but for geometry Ashley's like I thought you were going to take care of that and gives Jacqueline a look and Jacqueline gives her a look like shut the fuck up we're not talking about this on camera shut the fuck up what did Ashley mean by that Did she mean that like Jacqueline was going to pay off the teacher? She was going to go flirt more than that? Like what did that mean? I need to know. So Ashley has to go to summer school for geometry and history. Um, 
I mean, geometry, ugh, like, guys, why did we have to learn, like, what an isosceles freaking triangle was? What did that do for us? Why did I have anxiety about this in all math my whole life? Like, why did we have to know any of this shit? I'm not doing any math except for basic math, which I can barely do. Why did I have to learn about this or trigonometry? Don't get me started. Such a waste of my time. (laughs) Um, I know that people joke about this, but they really should have taught us about taxes and how to budget and how to cook, how to, uh, I don't know, like be parents. Like what is a mortgage? What is an escrow account? What is taxes? Like, what do you mean? There's federal and then there's county taxes and you tax my house. Why didn't we learn about that? Because this shit is overwhelming and there's no like handbook. I mean, I guess you can look it up, but like, I still don't understand it. I don't know if you guys feel that way, but I do. And it's scary. Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought, but Ashley's punishment is she's not allowed to have a car like womp womp please Ashley like she's gonna get rides somewhere um there's another commercial break and Lady Gaga's at a piano like talking about a migraine medication Nurtec have you what is this commercial is anyone else seeing this and you're like like wait what like bad romance is doing like the woman who wore me to an award show is doing a commercial for a migraine medication? Like, how much did they pay her? Pharmaceutical companies, man. They've got their talents and everyone, including Lady Gaga, whose real name is Stephanie. Okay, now we're back with Danielle and her gals. They're rock climbing, and Danielle calls the woman working their honey, and I'm just like, oh, Danielle. Like, oof. So she's rock climbing, and it looks very fun, but also so scary. I've never done it. I remember in college, I, like, wanted to, and but I never did it. Um, Danielle says it's easy to get into shape, but hard to stay in shape. And I disagree. They're both like very hard to do. So um, yeah, don't feel bad if you're not in shape or not staying in shape because who has the time? So Danielle's bragging about how her body got a 26 year old. I'm like, he ain't no prize, Danielle. Like, please stop. Um, She's making these weird moaning noises as she's like, um, what's that called like corralling down the the rock climbing wall whatever that's called when they like release you and you go down of course she has to be like flirty with the 18 year old working there um she says that Jillian and Steve are very tight and Jillian's like her youngest which is like she Jillian shouldn't be tight with him yet and Christine is suspicious because as Christine says Steve is really nice to my mom, but then he'll treat my mom really poorly. I I just don't think that's right that Christine has to see this. And um, Danielle says that Steve tells her, like, you know I love you. I don't have to tell you all the time. Guys, if any guys are listening to this, you should tell, like, the woman or man in your life that you love them. And ladies, you should probably tell the man or woman in your life that you love them too. It's not a bad thing to do. I had to remind myself too, but it's you should spread that around. Let's take a break here. And we're back. So now we're with Caroline and Jacqueline, Lauren, and they're talking about makeup. And this is where we get um, Lauren saying that she doesn't want to wax anyone's backs. 
I'm always amazed by Caroline's haircut and color. Like, it's very shocking. I like what she's got going on now, like the short gray hair. It's very, like, it fits her very well. But um, this hair is just like, whoa, it always is a jolt to my system. Caroline's talking about how she knows the owners of the beauty school that Lauren wants to go to. It's like Dispinelli's or someone. And Caroline's like, not like she's going to get special treatment. It's like, listen, Caroline, she's going to get special treatment because like their families go way back. Um, Jack is asking Lauren if she loves it or she just wants to make money. And it's like, Jacqueline, come on, honey. Like we're not in fourth grade. Like we all just need to make money. Okay. Like, is anyone that passionate about their jobs? I don't know. Are you? If you are, I'm happy for you. But I think a lot of us are just like, it gives me good health insurance. I don't mind it. I like the people I work with and it gives me a paycheck, but I don't know. Maybe people love it. Um, Jack did hair and makeup in Las Vegas. And it's really nice to see Jacqueline in this role of giving advice and being a mentor to Lauren. I always like this side of Jacqueline. It's a nice change where everyone else treats her like she's an incompetent mother, which I don't love that, but I like this side. And Caroline's kind of deferring to Jacqueline and like telling Lauren, like, listen to Jack. Okay. She knows what she's talking about. Caroline's a control freak about her kids. Like no shit. We all are relax. Um, and I just put here like Lauren has very nice dimples. She's very beautiful. She has very beautiful dimples. And I always envious people have like cute little dimps. Um, the gal, the gals show up at the beauty school and this guy's giving them a tour. The beauty school, I know it has to look so sterile because it's like you know, you have to have good light, but it's always interesting that they're not like more like sexy, you know, Lauren looks like she's like 20 in the regular scenes, but they shoot to her confessional and she looks like she's like a 45 divorcee. It's like, well, who's that? Like, that's not the same girl that we're seeing, like touring this beauty salon. They show people practicing cutting hair. And I just feel like this would be the hardest job in the world, like cutting someone's hair. Forget being a heart surgeon. <laughs> you ever get someone who's not happy with their haircut? Like, what do you do? They just have to grow it out. <sighs> We're back to Teresa and Gia. And they're getting Gia's photos redone by the same photographer who did the first ones. But they seriously bring like 3,000 pieces of luggage to this freaking photo shoot. It's like, how many outfit changes do you have here, girl? Like, are you Madonna? Like, too much, too much. And so much lug luggage. And the luggage is all like animal print. So the lady at um, Props of Color or whatever that place was called, she was right. Animal print is in. Teresa did not take any advice from Marlene. Like Gia does not look natural. It's still like pageantry. But, you know, what can you do? It's Teresa. Next, we're going to, to Danielle. And they always play this like guitar music, like edgy guitar music when they go to her. And she's um, meeting, she's at her house and she's opening the door to this like creepy doctor who looks like, kind of like a vampire. I don't know. He's a plastic surgeon. He's got greasy black hair, like a five o'clock shadow. He's in like a full three piece suit or whatever. I would not want him touching my face. Um, she has a billiards room and that's where they're having the party. I'm like, oh, a billiards room. How's fancy? It's like Danielle and the, like, <laughs> it's like Clue. Uh, who died and where it happened? The candlestick in the billiards room. Like she's so pretentious, but she's so like I hate to use the word trashy, but she's just, like kind of trashy. And she's like talking about her billiards room. Um, <laughs> the gals are in Wayne. They're walking up the like little pathway, and they don't know what to do with themselves. 
So Caroline, Jack, Dean, and Teresa show up, and they're served wine immediately. And I'm like, that's the start of a good party right there. Danielle is first on the chopping block, and she's getting, like, all these needles injected. And Danielle has the Spock eyebrows. That's where, like, you know, Spock from um, Star Trek or whatever, she got those eyebrows that go way up. It's like, this doctor is not doing you any good, lady. But Jacqueline comments that it's nice that Danielle did this. Um... And then Caroline says that she feels funny one-on-one with these ladies because she doesn't feel like she fits in. She doesn't dress like them, doesn't do Botox, her boobies are real. And it's like, Caroline, what about your hair? (laughs) What about your hair? That sets you apart more than anything else. She luckily like grows it out the next season. Um, Christine is watching Danielle get the Botox because she wants to be a surgeon or something. I think she ended up being a model, if I'm not mistaken. Jack decides to get her lips done, and I think this is the beginning of her, like, um, obsession with plastic surgery. She's still a gorgeous woman, but I do think she went, like like most people, a little overboard with the fillers. I think these filters on Instagram and, like, Snapchat have totally distorted everyone's view of their actual face. Also, just looking at ourselves, like, on our phones and taking all these pictures, like, how can you not dissect every flaw that's go- that's wrong with you? You know, put down the phone only look in the mirror to look for stray chin hairs and like lipstick on your teeth and your mustache and then like move on don't analyze it because you're gonna find something wrong you're perfect just stop dean is making fun of jacqueline's lips and it's kind of like this back and forth banter which that's important because later on danielle's getting like her injection done and dina jokes like i want to do that to her and danielle shoots her this like nasty look and she's like i like in her confession she's like i did not appreciate that. It's like everyone's having fun and relaxing and joking. This is what girlfriends do. They like, like, what's that called? I don't want to say bust each other's balls because that's kind of like uh, crude. But they like bust each other's shoes, whatever. Um. So they asked Dina if she wants anything done, and Dina's like, "No, like Tommy would kill me if I got anything done to my face. Like I'm good." And Danielle's like. I know that Dina has gotten Botox and Phyllis. Like, she just needs to be honest about it. It's like, Danielle, she doesn't want to go to your creepy plastic surgeon. He's She's seen the work that he's done on your face. Like, she's good. Dina has a gorgeous face. Like, she's not going to go to some random guy who's, like, in your billiards room shooting people up with this stuff. No, no, thank you. Um... So Danielle's like getting her lips done or something and she's there's a woman behind her and Danielle has her hand out like clearly looking for this woman to hold her hand and this woman just like kind of puts her hands on her hip. She's like, I don't want to get him like I don't want to touch her. Like I don't want to do it. Um and they're trying to pronounce the doctor's name and I don't know, it's like manacaucus or something, and then Danielle's like, I can't say anything with my lips. She goes but she goes, I can say cock. And Dina jokingly says, yeah, we know that. And then again, she gives like this dirty look like, I'm going to kill you, you bitch. It's like, Dina's just kidding. Like, you need to chill. Um, Danielle's like, I opened my house. I paid for it. Well, she didn't say she paid for it, but Jacqueline said it was free. And Danielle's like, apologies are in order. But let me ask you a question. So you go to someone's house and they're paying like this doctor to do like a flat fee, like like an open bar here's the open bar like budget do you tip the doctor on top of that like how does that work are people still doing botox parties just curious 
Now we're back to Dina in her house. The party's over. Again, Danielle's like, apologies are in order. And that's how the scene ends. Now we're back with Dina. She's making food for Lexi. And she's again going on about how she used to do the laundry of 11 kids when she was Lexi's age. And I guess like Lexi doesn't even know how to make her bed, which I mean, she should know how to do that. Um, Dina's talking again about like having guilt, about working too much. And she says that she's going to have a woman come over and help three times a week over the summer. And she wants Lexi to, I guess, learn from her and this woman how to like run a household correctly, cook, clean, etc. Lexi's talking about the nanny and like how she should do everything because we were paying them and they both like crack up and Dina's like, I don't even know her name, but have you guys ever worked like in the service industry? Like, um, I never was a waitress or anything like that, but one time I lifeguarded like a private party, like a kid's party and they were all old. Like, I mean, like they were all able to swim. I should say that. And I wasn't, I was a lawyer by this point, but I was trying to make extra money and not like that matters, but I was like, they wanted the, they wanted me to like teach the kids some like games so that they could play and like, you know, some pool games. And I was teaching them a game. And then this other parent came over and like scolded me about not like keeping an eye out enough on the other kids. By the way, I was watching everyone. It's like, that's what you're trained to do. And I felt like, so like, I felt like a zero the way she spoke to me. And I don't know like who raised her, but there's no reason to talk to anyone regardless if like you're paying them like they're like hired help. I mean, I know there's like a kind of an awkward relationship there, but um, I don't know. I just remembered that when I was watching this. It's just a horrible feeling. So, and I only felt it once and I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing this ever again. All right, now we're back to Danielle and Wayne, New Jersey, and Jack is there, and um, this is the scene I knew immediately, like, I was like, ooh, like, it's like Pavlov dog or whatever. I knew that this was the scene where Jacqueline's drinking, like, a wine cooler, I think it's like a Smirnoff ice, and they're ta- and Danielle's talking shit about Dina. I knew it immediately. Like, do you know when you watch these shows and you're like, oh, I know it. I mean, obviously, I should know what happens next. I watch this, like, 15,000 times. So they're outside on Danielle's porch, which is not as nice as Caroline's porch. And Danielle is talking about how she wants to make plans for her birthday. And she's like, I don't want anything big. I just want to go around in a limo and drink Cristal the whole time. I mean, that's all I want. This woman's like 46 and she's still making a big deal out of her birthday. These people, get them out of your life. Get them out of your life. Like, you, <laughs> She should not want such an elaborate birthday thrown by her friends at this age. Stop. Um... Danielle's like I know who I don't want to come to my birthday party and she's talking about Dina and then like she's talking shit about Dina but it's like kind of light and then she says this but in the end what is it that saying fat lady sings. <laughs> and she has gained about 30 pounds so maybe she'll sing mom you're so mean mean honest I can't say it's not true but it's still mean <laughs> It's just like not something you want to be saying out loud, especially in front of your daughters. It's just rude. And it's just mean. And by the way, Dina looks great. Um, Jacqueline just like takes a sip of her Smirnoff and is trying to like not talk about it. And she kind of says like, hey, this is like, I'm not going to say anything. Like she hasn't been perfect, but I'm not going to go there. And then like Danielle's like, okay, I won't talk about it. But then she goes on to say this. Like talking about her too much, but I just have to tell you, I find her to be the most abrasive 
the most condescending, the most annoying and frustrating excuse for a human being I've ever met. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I really didn't. Besides her. <laughs> Dina does not like me because she's threatened by me. I know way too much about her. That scares her. One day. Like, I'm not going to talk about her, but she's the most disgusting, abrasive, condescending. It's like, not a word, not a word. <laughs> but that kind of, like, ends, and Jacqueline's like, okay, like, enough. Um, We're back with Jacqueline and Caroline, and Jacqueline comes in and is like, oh, my gosh, you'll never believe what happened. Like, you know how Ashley has to take summer school. And then Caroline's like, what did you do? And it's like, Lauren and Chris, and then Albie walks in. He's like, whose car is that outside? And then Jacqueline's like, yeah, Chris bought a car, uh, Chris bought a car for Ashley. It's like, she finally realized that she was like messing up and he said like, she deserves this. And now everyone's like piling on, on Jacqueline and Jacqueline's like, I didn't buy the car. Your brother did, but she's not really standing up for herself. And it's a beautiful car. And Caroline's like, I'm not going to get involved, but, and then she just like shits on Jacqueline about getting the new car that her brother got for Ashley and they just like keep piling on Jacqueline and like tells her what they need, what she needs to do and keeps giving her opinion to Jacqueline. It's not Jacqueline's fault. Chris got the car. This always bothered me. Jacqueline's like so nice and polite and I would not have been like this. And then Caroline's just like, oh, Chris is such a big hot. But Jacqueline's a freaking idiot, right? Okay, this is a weird scene. We're at um, Varka with Danielle, Steve, the 56-year-old who's pretending to be 26. Joe, Juicy Joe Judice, Teresa, Jacqueline, and Chris. Um, again, Steve is like balding. Um, and Jacqueline's like, has he been a good boy? And Danielle's like, define good. It's like this awkward couple fighting that like just is ruining a good time. It's like, keep it to yourselves. But Danielle's got to stir up the drama, which by the way is great TV. Danielle's like something's wrong with me and Steve like hinting at it hinting at, at it and Teresa's trying to give Steve advice at the table like tell her she's beautiful and he's like she knows she's beautiful I don't have to tell her like remember when she was like oh do you want to go in the bathroom he's like eat your food he's not into her do you guys remember the sex tape scandal that happened after this where like she said that he was like threatening to release the sex tape or like did and then she, he sued her because it was all a lie she's a life ruiner like, don't come after me, Danielle. This is just a podcast. Um, Jacqueline's confused why she's dating Steve since she wants, like, a dad and someone to provide for her. And Jacqueline, we're all like, why is she doing this? Danielle's being just such a drama queen during this. And Teresa's like, she's ruining my dinner. But Danielle just has to make everything about herself. So the girls go outside to talk about what's wrong because it's just super tense. And, you know, the guys are like, oh, what, what the hell? Like, we're just trying to have a good time. By the way, when the girls go outside, Steve checks a beeper. I'm like, does Steve have a beeper? He's definitely not 26 then. <laughs> like, he's 56 or 60. Like, what is he doing with the beeper? So they go outside, and then Danielle is like, oh, he's not spending any time with me, blah, blah, blah. And then she's complaining about how he still goes out and goes to Teresa's house. And then Danielle says this about Steve choosing to go to Teresa's house instead of her house. It's going to make you want to puke so upset with Steve that I'm not sure that I really wanted to see him anymore. It's three nights in a row. He's well enough to get up and go out, and then the next day he's, like, laying flat on the couch. 
he can go out and hang out with, you know, he can go hang out at your house. And no offense, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, it's a long-term relationship there between you and his husband, but I mean, I got the pussy. <laughs> He's not hanging out with me. Like, even just being out with girlfriends, like, it's just, it's just weird. And then Teresa says that um, she feels like she's getting dragged into Danielle's drama. And Danielle said she was going to break up with Steve at the table. Like, what? Anyway, Teresa's going back to New York to see if Marlene likes the new pics. It's like, yeah, she does, whatever. It's, it's you know, she's happy with two out of the, the 1,400 that she brought. Enough about that scene. So Jacqueline um, goes back to Jacqueline and Teresa, and they're at Jacqueline's house, and they're just having like a normal mom day where the kids are going to play, they're going to drink tea, there's going to be no drama, just talk about what's going on with each other's lives. But ring, ring, ring on that freaking landline, and Danielle's like, I need to come by and talk to you. I'm overwhelmed by the Steve situation. Really need to talk. So much pressure. So Dan Jacqueline's like, okay, you can come over. Teresa's here. Teresa's pissed because she's like, I want to talk about myself. I want to talk about Gia. Like, I want to talk about that. But now Danielle's coming. And this is where Teresa's like, I had enough of Danielle's shit because she's taking away from Teresa's time on camera. So Danielle comes over and she's like, I'm not happy. And Jacqueline says, let's just get the kids set up so they don't have to hear this. So Jacqueline sets up a spread downstairs with the kids with some pizza. And remember that gun safe? It's like behind them. And remember that? scene where they go up to upstate New York with Joe's family and Chris and Jacqueline are like going their gun safe they have so many guns in there so J Danielle's saying I need your help on how to break up with this guy I don't know how to do it like what haven't you been engaged 19 times at this point like married twice are you kidding me you don't want to break up with a guy who's 20 years younger than you are she's crying about how she doesn't want to be with someone who's 20 years younger it's just it's just a lot and then Jacqueline and Teresa are like do your kids know too much and then Danielle yells at them for bringing up her kids and she shows like her true self she's like hey hey don't go there it's like well what happens to that like oh you have pretty kids it's all gone it's all an act and she just gets pissed and she goes you know what I think my way is going to work out better it's like then why are you there like why are you asking them for their advice Danielle ruined their play date and then it's just Teresa and Jacqueline talking and I always remember like Jacqueline sits on the coffee table crisscross applesauce and I'm like always thought god she's so petite that you can just sit on her coffee table um Teresa's they start talking about the rumors that are going on like husband stealer stripper um that she's seeing five guys and all this stuff and Jacqueline's starting to get overwhelmed and it's because Jacqueline's starting to see what her sisters-in-law saw like this woman's nuts um, so now her family's out. Teresa's like getting out of the situation. And Teresa says, like, I don't know why she's so upset about Steve because this is how Steve really thinks about her. And then she says this. No matter how we might feel about each other. Danielle says how in love they are. But that's not what I hear from Steve. He just goes there every day for his routine um, blowjob. He's just with her, basically, just for the sex. So, yeah, Teresa's not wrong, I don't think. So that's basically where it ends. Um, Caroline's, like, saying, we're going to find out about you. And you know Caroline is going to and already does know. We get previews for the next episode. Lexi's going to Greece. Dean is crying. Teresa's bringing all of her ugly-ass furniture into her French chateau. 
And then there's like the dance scene. Remember they go to that dance studio and she's getting a little too handsy with Albie. Of course, I'm talking about Danielle. And we're introduced to the book. And Danielle's like, I'm a mother. I have children. Okay, well, all of your actions, like you've done all these things. Like she's, all these things you did. (laughs) So you only have yourself to blame. Like we all make mistakes, but you made a lot of mistakes. So that's the end of the episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you liked it, please like, um, give me five stars. I don't think you can like and subscribe on Spotify, but subscribe to my Spotify and give me five stars if you like it. Nothing less because I don't need that kind of negativity going into 2024. Just keep it to yourself, okay? I'm learning here, people. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Watch What Happened Then. And um, yeah, I think the next one will be the OC. Um, I flirted with the idea of doing VPR, but I think right now it's going back to work and trying to balance that. It probably won't happen yet. Like I just need to kind of get my like um, what's that called? My grounding, my flooring. What's that called? <laughs> my footing. <laughs> Whatever the hell it's called. I need to get my mind straight. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know this one was a long one, but I always go along with New Jersey because I just love it so much. All right. I hope you have a great week, great day. Let's be grateful and positive as we move forward as much as we can because life is life is good. We just have to mind the joy. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Yeah.